happy Tuesday, everybody. And we're taking over. Austin McNorton, Nolan Brooks, Tuesday Takeover, Quarantine Edition, coming to you live from Maryville Mo, Lawrence, Kansas. What's going on, Nolan? You had some snow. Yeah, I had about five inches of snow up here, and so it was, you know. But now it's nice again. Yeah, it's it's 70 degrees today, so can't ask for much more when it switches up like that. Doesn't surprise me at all. I luckily avoided the snow, so I'm glad I'm where I'm at, um, and I don't envy you at all. So, hey. last week, <laughs> last week, we did top five college basketball players of all time. This is what, who we think is the best, who we think was in the Hall of Fame of college basketball forever. Now, today, I think is a completely different list. Top five favorite college basketball players of all time. These can be some no-name guys. This could be even a favorite guy. I mean, it could still be a favorite guy. If you wanted it to be Kareem, then fine, you know. Uh, my list is literally completely different. All the five that I had in the top five best are none of the five that I have in my top five favorite. Is that to say for you? Yep. yep. That's too much. <laughs> I, cannot um, wait. I just think it's I think it's good to distinguish between your favorite who like you grew up watching who you enjoyed watching yep. versus who was already on the best of all time who kind of made a name for themselves in that sense so getting to distinguish between that I think is always is always good now I'm telling you, this list of people would not be on the top five of all time, but it's the Nolan Brooks top five of all time. Gosh, I it took us a while to come up with these lists. I was contemplating for several uh, several hours trying to figure out – because I, I would write one down and it would be like, oh, man, I forgot about so-and-so. Or, you know, I, I would think of someone else at the last second and be like, well, he's got to be in there, right? Like, there's so many that would be like – Oh, man, I, I loved him. There's just so many greats that, I mean, should we just get to it? I mean, this is so exciting. This is exciting for me, and I hope for all of you bored in quarantine, it's exciting for you also. So I let off last week. So, Nolan, you had the honors this week. Start with number five, and then I'll get my number five and so on. All right. Well, you're going to like this one. I promise. You being the K-State fan with all that garbage <laughs> up in the back. <laughs> you being the K-State fan, my number five is actually Xavier Sneed. Kansas wow. State now, wow. I, I, speak, I speak from a KU fan perspective. Obviously. Right. Obviously. <laughs> so, I'm glad that you're repping. Well done. Okay. He's he's one of my favorites. I mean, he averaged about 10.7 points, four and a half rebounds, two assists over his four years. Really, he kind of accumulated most of that in three years because his freshman year he didn't play too much. Um, yeah. But his sophomore through his senior year, I mean, he was a large piece of Kansas State men's basketball all three years. And an extreme competitor, complete basketball IQ, complete player on the floor. He's just fun to watch, and that's hard to ignore. And I feel like I'm one of the more tame KU fans. I can recognize when somebody is really good on the floor. I respect and, You know, Sneed just kind of stood out to me 
whenever KU would play K-State, I would always look forward to watching him play over the last couple of years just because he was such a complete player. And he was so fun to watch during the tournament, during the Elite Eight run for Kansas State, you know, two years ago. So just a complete player overall, really fun to watch. So he's my number five. Wow, I that's – what a start. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to disagree with that pick. Well, no, um, I'd hope not. I'm I'm sorry to disappoint. I don't have a KU player on my top five. Um, But I, you know what? Here, I'll give you my favorite KU player of all time is Andrew Wiggins. So there, there, I'll give you a KU one just for the, since you gave a K-State one, I'll give you a KU one because I, I, I can't. I don't have one in my top five. I'm sorry. But if I would do my favorite KU, it'd be Andrew Wiggins because that guy just got in, took care of business and left. He, so yes, I'm, I can be one of those fans also where I'm like, you know what I respect, I respect good talent and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. So fair enough. I respect that. I just, what a, Wow, I, I literally already have no clue where your list is going if that's your number five. I'm so blown out hey, of water hey. for number five that, wow. Uh, all right, number five. I'm sorry, uh, KU fans, this probably stings a little. Um, it's not a K-State guy, but it is a guy who brought some damage upon the Jayhawks. Number five, University of Kentucky, Anthony Davis. This guy... I think is the best one and done player to ever play the game of college basketball. In my opinion, he, and a lot of it is because he wasn't ever spectacular on offense. Like think about what he's doing now in the NBA. He only averaged like 14 and a half per game in college, like on offense, but he averaged 11 rebounds and five blocks, five blocks a game. Are you kidding? I've never seen someone just so dominant on the defensive end in person. I mean, obviously there have been those guys like Wilt and like the Hakeem and all of these guys, they go on and on. But for me personally, I've never seen someone so dominant. And that was a team I remember saying they're winning the national championship. No one is going to stop them because no one can score on them. And Anthony Davis is so tall and so good that he's going to be a beast in the NBA. And, well, clearly he is. So that's my number five for me is Anthony Davis. I'm sorry because I know he won the national championship against y'all, but I'll never – he, in my opinion, is the best one and done ever. So that's why he's my number five. Hey, respect. Anthony (laughs) Davis is a generational talent, no doubt about it. And – Five blocks per game. Yeah, those are some 2K numbers for sure. They are. They are. That's how, that's that's how you spend all your VC on your block attributes and get them up and you yep. block everything. But, yeah, he's he's definitely a very good player, and it's hard to deny that. I mean, he's one of those players. You know how we discussed how Jordan and them kind of started this trend of, wow, you're really good. I don't know why you're here. Go ahead finish out your season and get to the NBA. Anthony Davis was the exact same. And he went through a body transformation that was similar to Giannis in the NBA. He went from a skinny guard at about 6'1 to 6'11, 7 foot, and now he's 7 foot 250. I mean, he is just a monster now. And so seeing him transform, and then even during his college days, he, you know, 
the unibrow was famous and <laughs> still is to this day. And so seeing him kind of morph into this grand scheme player who was a quote role player, but he was, you know, top in the nation was yep. just amazing to watch. Yep. Yep. So gosh, I, we're off to an incredible start already. All right, number four for you. All right. Here, here here's my where my KU list starts, okay? Okay. 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 Now remember everybody watching, this is who I like. This is not right. top five ever. This is who I enjoyed watching. And obviously, I'm the KU fan out of the two of us. Okay? Number four, Svi Mikhailuk. I know that hurts you because he took about 8,000 steps against you guys in the game and beat you on a layup. But Svi Mikhailuk, 8.7 points, two and a half rebounds, one assist per game while he was at KU. He wasn't, you know, anything flashy. Nothing extreme, but it's more of his translation or his transformation, rather, excuse me, his transformation from that 17-year-old kid when he got to KU and just transforming into this role player who you could count on from the three-point line. And by the time he got to his senior year, he was more than just a three-point shooter. He could drive to the bucket. He could shoot the mid-range. He could pass the ball, rebound. He could really do it all, and he was just kind of one of those KU talents that comes around, plays his years, and you had fun watching him, and then he's gone again, you know, and he's not talked about too much at K- from his KU days. Um, I mean, he's been a part of some really good teams over the last couple of years, but there's really nothing crazy about him. I mean, he went to the NBA, surprisingly. You know, the Lakers took a gamble on him. Um, but, you know, while it was at KU, just really fun to watch. I mean, shooting the three-pointer was his his craft, and he, he was pretty good at it. So just, just really fun to watch from my perspective. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that pick because you want to talk about consistency. Like, there were some guys who you would say, ah, he had an off night. He never did, never had one of those. He was so consistent all the time. You'd always count on him for a big bucket, even when his big bucket started from past the half-court line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just – so, yeah, I mean, it, that's, a, that's a great number four. I totally understand that. Uh, number four for me, I think, is another guy you'll probably remember. Um, as you and I both follow the Big 12, probably a lot closer than anything else. Um, this was a guy who was just an absolute freak. Blake Griffin for Oklahoma. I will never forget the play where he hit his head on the bottom on the backboard because he was dunking it so hard. This guy you knew was a freak and he right when he got into the NBA that continued. I remember him specifically though because I'm I watched him in person play against K-State. But then uh that 0708 like NCAA tournament was one of the first ones that I vividly remember like watching every game. Like I was like 10 at, or no, I would have been what at the time I remember watching the whole thing and I filled out a bracket and I was like, Oh man, Blake Griffin. I had them going in the final four. I don't think, see, I don't know why I remember that, but I do. 
because of Blake Griffin. Because I remember him being like, oh, he doesn't look all that spectacular. I mean, he looks like he should be playing like football or wrestle or something. And then he would dunk it from the free throw line. <laughs> You're like, who's this guy? So Blake Griffin, number four for me, uh, you look at some of his stats. He played two years at OU. Um, it, he averaged, uh, let's see, 11 point, or let's see, 18 a game, 11 boards. He's just a monster. And OU was pretty good when he was there because of him. So he's my number four. I mean, that's a great pick. And, I mean, <laughs> Blake Griffin's one of uh, one of those, like, very generational OU talents. Because Oklahoma doesn't produce an extreme amount of, right. you know, NBA level guys. It's a I mean, school really. We yeah. want to put how it is. Yeah. It, so they've they've never really had that many talents that just stand out above everybody else. But Blake Griffin was one of them, alongside Trey Young when he was there. Buddy Heald when he was there. I mean, Buddy Heald might be one of the greatest Oklahoma basketball players of all time. But he was my favorite I mean, Oklahoma. Yeah. During Blake Griffin was just something different because. He, he had the, the jumping ability that you have not seen in a while. I mean, he was jumping out of the gym, literally. And, I mean, you said he hit his head on the backboard. I remember that, too. I remember <laughs> seeing that on TV on Center the next day. Yeah, they were worried he had a concussion <laughs> from dunking. I, I mean, come on. So, it's, oh. it's really, yeah, I mean, that's a great one. I remember watching all the highlights of him dunking in college and then, did not go away at all. Translated immediately into the NBA. I mean, he is a yeah. completely different player today than he was at OU when he first started in the NBA. But during that time, he, I think he's arguably the greatest dunker of all time in game. He's the best one I've ever seen in person, ever. Exactly. Yeah. So, just fun um, to watch. Yeah, no, that's number four for me. My favorite Oklahoma Sooner of all time. My one in my top five college basketball players of all time. Number three for you. Are we, are we looking at another another Jayhawk here from now on? Or oh, okay, pick it up. Let's go. I'm gonna shake it up here. <clears throat> all right. So number three for me. This guy gave Ku fits. A lot of fits, actually. Ryan Archie Diacono, Villanova oh, guard. Man. Love that pick. Love that. Now pick. I know it sounds crazy, just because I'm a KU fan. You're like, why would you? Why? 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 Why is he on your favorite players I, list? Killed you. Eleven points per game, two rebounds, three point seven assists. Broke KU's heart a couple yeah. of times, and. The reason I like him and why he made my list, the more and more I thought about it, because I, I would put him on the list, take him off, put him back on. The reason he made it for me was he's a guard that just transformed the floor in a way that was just outstanding. And I honestly enjoy watching him tear teams up and pass the ball the way he did and score the way he did. I mean, he had the final assist to win a national championship. And it was it was a play. I told you this the last time we discussed, you know, top when we discussed top five moments. Yeah. I knew he was going to pass the ball <laughs> just from watching him. You knew that yeah. they were going to go after him, but he'd find a way to get rid of the ball and get an assist and win a game. And I've always been a really big fan of guys that are assist first. They don't have to put up 25 a game. I love guys that are willing to pass the rock and, you know, 
be facilitators and he's one of my favorite guards to watch and he just he facilitated the floor and I enjoyed that greatly I really like that because I'm so I'm that you have him on your list I I can't believe that because he he killed y'all I mean he was another guy assistant he kind of could do all but he was so unselfish man really great yeah i'm surprising you i told you i'd surprise you all these all these people are just keep coming back to me now like i want to like almost redo my list like i can do <laughs> 10 of this and have all five different people in each one gosh that's so great all right number three for me is i think a college basketball god he could arguably be uh in your top five all time if you wanted him to be um Doug McBuckets, Creighton University, Doug McDermott. I mean, literally, Dougie McBuckets. That's all, that's all I should have to say. Dude was absolutely automatic. You could triple team him. It doesn't matter. He's still going to score. He was so dominant in the Missouri Valley with Creighton that they moved to the Big East while he was still there in school for his fourth year, played all four years. Uh, under his dad as the coach. And I know that might be, well, it's because his dad was the coach. That's why he scored it the way he did. It doesn't matter. Like, he was unguardable. He was going to score no matter what. You look at it, 21 a game. Uh, he shot, this is crazy. He shot 45% from three, which is an exceptional, 83% from the free throw line. I mean, dude was crazy. I'm just – that's the thing for me why he's number three because he didn't miss like he was so unguardable you just knew it was like oh that's a bucket dougie mcbuckets he wasn't <laughs> dude was a freak creighton mcbuckets he's one of the greatest college basketball there is in my opinion not five maybe top five i don't know but number four number three well, I mean, yet again, I can't argue with you, and it's <laughs> can't argue it's with you. I don't know. I re I remember watching him too, and how much hype was around him. Unfortunately, his NBA career hasn't panned out the way yeah. that they thought it was going to, because the way he was playing in college, you would have thought he was going to be like an Anthony Davis or you know something <laughs> like that. Immediately take like another all star impact yeah. into the NBA. Unfortunately, that hasn't happened, but he's still playing. So, I mean, he's still a good role player to have. He, he hasn't fizzled out by any sense. He's just not as big of a role as you thought. But in college, yeah, dominant in every asset and every which way you wanted to point out, Doug McDermott was there for Creighton. And it, I agree with you, man. Did it all and did it all well. There were, there were no downsides. No, I – Unguardable. That's my thing. It's like just unguardable. Dougie McBuckets. Gosh, now now really tough. Number two for you. All right, back to my KU people. That's fair. I'm going for the rest of the way now. So that's, hey, I'll let that's you. Fair. Yeah, my top two are KU people. My top two are K State. So exactly. So <laughs> number two. I mean, all of you out there, you should have expected that. Exactly. Can't be mad. So number <laughs> two for me. Thomas Robinson, Kansas forward. 
Um, I know you hate him. I know you do. I'm but, not kidding. He might be my least favorite player ever. <laughs> ever. But for me, he's my number two. And, I mean, at KU, explosive rebounder, explosive dunker. Another version of Blake Griffin. KU's version of Blake Griffin, basically. That's a, yep, that's good. High-energy player. My favorite memory of his, blocking Phil Pressey to go into OT. The last time those two would ever play each other, I mean, come on. You can't ask for much better that the last time you play your biggest rival ever is a block to go into OT and ultimately win the game for you. No. I mean, it was so hype. And I just love watching him. My, I have a number zero jersey that I got while he was there. I mean, yeah. come on. It, it, just, it just fits for me. Number two, Thomas Robinson. I, I can't. I'll be honest. I can't really say anything great about the guy because I, I, I didn't like him because he, he killed everybody because he was such a physical beast. Never really translated in the NBA, but in college he was a beast. <laughs> that's the best way to describe him. I, that's all. I'm sorry. That's all I can really hey, say. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Just let the <laughs> I name speak for itself. I think he'd probably be on your list at some point. So, I'm, now it's at least he wasn't your number one. I am curious to see yeah. your number one. I thought that might be where you were headed. Uh, number two for me, so we're going K State KU now. Uh, number two for me is Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley, okay. Obviously, uh, number two pick in the NBA uh, draft. He was a freak. McDonald's All American. Averaged twenty six and twelve a game. Shot fifty three percent from the floor. Kind of do it all, but it's like the personal memory that I have of him. I'll never forget it. It was the first time anyone he'd ever been in front of the K State crowd at like their midnight madness thing that KU does. K State, um, so they walked out to do their layup lines, right? That's like the first introduction we ever saw of him. This dude takes the ball at half court. I'll never forget, takes the ball at half court, takes three dribbles between the legs, dunk. And the whole freaking stadium just went crazy. First time anyone's ever even seen him in person wearing K-State anything. That's what he does. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he turned out to be pretty fantastic. He ended up beating KU. Uh, that snapped their crazy, ridiculous streak that they had. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that, one's, that one's up there for me. Uh, he's – one of the greatest one and dones to never make it. So, I mean, that's number two for me. Hey, again, not a bad pick. <laughs> I, hey, I respect, I respect a good K-State player when I see one. I respect. on my list. So, I, I mean, I respect Michael Beasley. He was legit in college. And, I mean, he – it just really – is so odd that it didn't pan out for him in the NBA because he's probably one of the more complete guys to come out of the Big 12 that was ready for the NBA. And I just don't know why it didn't pan out. I mean, sometimes that happens. You get there and it just – it's not rolling. The dice aren't rolling for you. And it's yeah. just kind of how, how it worked for him. I mean, you think of some of the people – I mean, he played basically right – behind right with KD Blake Griffin the same year um and I mean he played with LeBron on the heat 
Yeah, yeah. He has, exactly. I mean, he has NBA titles. That's not the issue. It's just it's it's interesting. It's interesting, but yeah, it's that personal memory for me of the first time anyone ever saw him and he did that, and then what he ended up doing was, yeah, he's top two for me for sure. Hey, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Now, now we get down to it. Actually, before we do this, do you have an honorable mention? Because I just thought of an honorable mention before I give my number one. Do you have an honorable mention you'd like to say? One my honorable mention for- is probably Andrew Wiggins. Okay, okay. That's good. Because I, I went to, I went to a, a, uh, one of the exhibition games when they yeah. play Four Hayes, when KU oh, played yeah. Four Hayes. And that was when I got my Wiggins jersey. Sweet. And that was one of the first few times that he was in a KU jersey. Right. You know, got to watch him. I mean, I know he's playing against Division Two, but you can still tell when somebody's really good. And I was like, oh, this guy's in the NBA. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you could tell. He was ready for the next level. And it was fun to be able to get to watch somebody like that and say, you know, I was there for a game. I got to see him play. So. Andrew Wiggins, honorable mention for me. An honorable mention for me would be Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. She was a beast. Never seen anything. Never seen, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone more dominant in person in my life. She's an honorable mention for me. Well, I mean, I have a completely <laughs> separate list for, for girls' college basketball. I decided to make a completely separate one. Just because I don't want to compare them to the guys on I, this list. We might have to do that. <laughs> they're a whole other level of talent, and it's so different. We might um, have to do that. <laughs> but, hey, that's not a bad pick. I told you the story. I think you and I were there. Baylor is playing K-State in the Big 12 Women's oh, Tournament at Municipal. Well, yep, we were talking about – We were both in middle school, and yep. Brittany Griner put up a 50 ball. Yep. I witnessed that in person. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that, that's a perfect honorable mention. Gosh. All right. Now we get to it. The big one. Number Ooh. one. All right, right, man. Another KU player, obviously. Number one for me, Mr. Frank Mason the third, KU guard. 13 points, three rebounds, four assists per game as a Jayhawk. Explosive guard, team-oriented, and – just so fun to watch. I mean, he he had the the forty point game against Buddy Heald when they went into OT. That was a phenomenal game to watch, and he was just he was like the spinning image of what it means to be a Jayhawk guard. And he 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 created a new way to look at it to play at KU. And what makes him my number one is that I've actually met the guy. When I was doing my T-Bones internship, they brought him in for a celebrity night. He holds a celebrity softball game every year. They brought him in, and we got to ask him questions. And, you know, I got to ask him stuff and talk to him and get autographs from him. I mean, that's who signed this hat. Absolutely. So, I mean, how how can he not be my favorite? Super nice guy, super humble, down to earth. Uh, He plays for the Milwaukee Bucks now. So he gets to play with the honest and all of them. So he's he's my number one. Just outstanding KU persona and player, and then a phenomenal guy to me in person as well. Oh, I I like that pick. I he's another he's another KU player that's like with Andrew Wiggins. I was like I respected him. 
kind of like what you were saying with Xavier Sneed. Like, I res- 100% respected uh, Frank Mason. Like, he's a good guy, like, humble, like you were just saying, and he was a bucket on the court. So, exactly. Yeah, and I think he represented y'all very well. So, that's – whereas Thomas Robinson – I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> Frank Mason, I like I, – that's good. Uh, yeah. And that's cool. It's like a personal thing too, um, which brings me to my number one. Now, this is strictly personal because this guy is truly probably a no-name to most. Uh, a K-State guy, Jamar Samuels. I don't know if you remember him or not. He played in between the years of when Beasley left and before uh, Barry Brown really got there. Like, he was in between, like, those four years of there really wasn't much going on. Um, So, Jamar Samuels was a forward. He averaged under 10 a game, I think five rebounds. Never did anything really spectacular, truly. But I'll never – this is, like, one of the – coolest things and oddest things it was again at this midnight madness thing that i went to and they were the players beforehand were signing autographs and i wasn't getting autographs i was just walking by where they were lined up at just happened to be walking by and uh he was like yelling at me and like like joking around with me and i wasn't even like trying to get an autograph or nothing but he was so so cool he was like dapping me up and he was like what's up dude and he was getting hyped when I was like I think I was like 11 so imagine like 11 year old like oh my gosh it's a K-State player joking around with me we're like best friends now I thought you know at the time whatever Um, (laughs) and so then we sat front row during this scrimmage exhibition midnight madness thing and afterwards he came up to us and was like high-fiving us and he like sat down with us for like 20 minutes after this thing was over and was just talking to us coolest thing ever ever and so from then on i was like this guy is my all-time favorite Uh, i mean like i said he truly never really did anything he wasn't ever spectacular at all but the personal connection i had with him i thought it was like i thought at the time that he was literally my best friend when I was 11 years old. So, <laughs> Jamar Samuels, unknown, number one for me. Hey, I'm glad that we, our number, both our number ones are based on personal connections as well. And it's not just, oh, he played there. I love watching him on TV. You know, we, we've both met our number ones on the list. And I think that's great. I think that kind of establishes a whole that that I think that's what separates it from all time to personal favorites is when you get to meet these guys and kind of you know engage like engage with them and get a vibe for who they are outside of basketball. It's really cool to experience that. That's that's awesome that you got to sit there and talk with a player like that. And, <laughs> that's really cool. Gosh, yeah. So. Boy, the, we we didn't have a single one the same, did we? Not no. a single one. So you, what were your five again? Go from five to one again. All right, let me let me get my list back up. Five <laughs> was Xavier Sneed, respectful, Kansas okay. State forward, one of my favorite K State guys to watch. Four, Speed Mikhailuk, KU forward, 
just a role player, loved watching him, might have taken about 8,000 steps to hit a layup. Another conversation for another day. <laughs> Number three, Ryan Archidiakono, Villanova guard, translated the floor well. One of my favorite players to just watch facilitate a basketball game. Number two, Thomas Robinson, KU forward. One of the most exciting players to watch at KU. Blake Griffin-esque dunks. Just really fun to watch. And then number one, Frank Mason. I met the guy personally. Uh, you know, got to talk with him. And then watching him on TV was just a whole other experience. So really fun to watch, and that's my top five. And then my five were Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Doug McDermott, Michael Beasley and Jamar Samuels were my top five. So none of the same, but I don't really disagree with any of your five at all. My number one is very odd, but I don't care. <laughs> Personal connections, man. Literally 100%. 100%. Gosh. Why are we going to top this? What are we going to do next week? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's going to be great. We continue to do it, though. We're here for you. We're here to take your quarantine Tuesday over. That's what we do for Nolan Brooks and Austin McNorton. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.